0: The old sales approaches just aren't working anymore. It's time for a new way of thinking about your sales game. Welcome to Stand Up, Stand Out, or Stand Down with Malcolm Evans, the Sales Accent Guy. Sales can be a tough world where rejection is part of the day-to-day. Your customers are doing the research to save a dollar. Do you still stand out as the best choice? You will soon. Here's your host, Malcolm Evans.
1: And a very good afternoon or good morning, depends where you are in the country or you are in the world. My name is Malcolm Evans, and I am the Sales Accent Guy. Uh, For those of you who follow me on social media, on Twitter, um, I'm at Sales Accent Guy. Now, uh, this show is a show for people in sales and in business in general. It is intended to be a resource for you. Uh, It is intended to bring you ideas. Motivation, simple things for you to take and try for yourself and turn them into dollars. And and as I've said before, I get a very, very good feeling about 2015. It is going to be great. But an awful big part of it is what you choose you want it to be. You can keep doing what you did last year or you can choose to try some new things when you see them and then keep trying them. Excellence um, comes from repeating things. It's when we we learn to dance or we learn a new song that we're definitely going to do at karaoke some night. Um, Now, danger. This will take some hard work and um, an open mind. Now, you've heard me me say in the past, and uh, people have said, well, where did this name Sales Accent came from? Well, I do two things. I've been in sales forever, and if you read my bio, I, I grew up in a in a pub, um, and over the years I have got used to dealing with people. I've got used to dealing with uh, with customers. Now um, I'm also sort of a, a salesperson with an accent, so I stand out a little bit. Now, an accent in grammar is is, is used to help a word be be emphasized and be noticed. Now, my whole mission behind this is to to help people understand that they need to stand out. Being good or being better is no longer uh, enough. Um, You have to be different, but that only gets you so far. If you look on my website, you will see that um, I, I have a row of green apples with a red apple in the middle of them. Now, what do we want to be? Do we want to be just another green apple or do we want to stand out like the red apple? Well, once we stand out um, and that first bite is taken, the, the taste underneath is going to be pretty similar, whether it's a red or a green apple. So, as I've said, um, the idea behind the show is to bring fresh ideas, um, some creativity, useful information for people in business and sales. Now, it means it's looking at things in different ways, um, and everybody's selling something. Um, if you're in business or you're in politics or you're in medicine, you're, you're selling an idea or you're selling a service or you're selling something. Now, over the years, we've heard that... Um, You know, change is a constant. Um, Things change, we should adapt to them. So we must constantly be, you know, pulling in these new ideas and see what works for us. I used to belong to a a service organization um, long ago that uh, um, was so dedicated into keeping things fresh and to to managing change that when you got to um, the age of 40, you had to leave. Even though if you had a perfect record, you you seldom got a an extension for a year. And the the motto there was um, uh, to adopt, to adapt, and to improve. Now that organisation was called Roundtable International. And um, you know I'll take a moment and and give a plug to any young business person under the age of forty to go try a service club. Go try something. It'll help you in business. It'll help you in networking. It'll help you stand out a little bit. When I was growing up, um, I was always told by my parents that uh, um, manners maketh the man and clothes maketh the woman, where in today's society, it doesn't take much to, uh, um, uh, to get into trouble because the rules are changing. Now, if you, in the past, if you open the, uh, the door for somebody and, uh, and, and let them in, you know, you're doing the gentlemanly thing. Well, sometimes people can construe this in different ways. Um, and it can be, you know, it depends on the person you're trying to help and whether they think there's some sort of ulterior motive or some, uh, um, some untoward nefarious purpose that you uh, are trying to uh, attract their attention. Now, in doing the um, the preparation for this show, I, I think of all sorts of things that, you know, since we began in, in January and we're into the sixth show already, and I, I, I can't believe this. Um, the the logic behind this was to try and build something that uh, that built week to week on. Um, so we end up after the 13 weeks where we've got um, almost a, a blueprint for somebody that uh, wants to to have some change, to go into a different job, or to start a business. So um, in the beginning, we spoke of motivation. Um, then we spoke of uh, um, customers and how to think about customers and things that we need to be doing. Um, Then we looked at, I have an idea, I want to start a business. And then with uh, Melinda Emerson, we looked at what it means to actually give up the sacrifices and have a a plan and how deep your pockets need to be to fund this. And then last week, um, we spent time with uh, Andy Horner and we started to look at now, well, how do I begin to brand the the business and create some awareness and, and gain some of this attraction, so I can stand out initially like that red apple. Well, this is, has, has set us up perfectly for the topic of uh, of this week, and my guest this week is um, my good friend Sylvie Giusto. and uh, Sylvie is a is a professional image consultant. Now, um, a very nice quote by a a political consultant called Jay Townsend says, when Sylvie walks into a room, she changes the temperature. When Sylvie talks, people listen. When Sylvie writes, smart people read. Now, with over more than 20 years of corporate experience, um, she is a professional image consultant and corporate trainer. She's educated thousands of of clients and inspired many more um, in Europe and around the world as an experienced consultant. She's retained by many companies to, to help their management um, put that little bit of polish onto them, themselves. Um, she's a great person, very inspirational, and uh, she has a new book out at, at the moment uh, called The Image of Leadership. And At that point, I'm going to be quiet and I'm going to introduce Sylvie. Are you there?
2: Yes, I'm there. Thank you very much for having me, Malcolm. Yep, you're putting I'm... a lot of pressure on me already. You are changing the temperature here
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. with all the
2: nice things you said about me.
1: Well, I believe you're in New York City, so uh, yes. it's a bit, you need a temperature lifting up a little bit there.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I'm suffering here in New York City, winter.
1: Okay. <laughs> Oh, very good. Well, um, you know, we introduced a little bit about you there, obviously, you know, and, and we have one thing in common, we have um, an accent. Yours is, is more exotic and glamorous than mine, and I think that's from where you've grown up in the world. If you could just share with some of our listeners, you know, where you originated.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the accent you are handling right now, what you are hearing here is a Spanish grand mother, uh, who married an Italian grandfather, a French father, and an Austrian mother. And I always said, I messed it up in the end, uh, I married a German uh, guy, so this is the accent you are handling here. <laughs> oh, <sure. laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I think, there's, uh, I, 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 think I, I read something that you, you, you said that uh, when you described yourself, you said, but I'm Italian in the kitchen. So that's going to make anyone happy.
2: Yes, absolutely. So uh, especially holidays have been always very exciting in our home with all those cultures in behind. And I always say I'm Austrian in my passport and uh, Italian in my kitchen, French in my heart. But now the most important thing, I'm American by choice. Since I'm uh, five years old, I have always been dreaming of living in America. My brother told me when I was five, it's the first time that I told him I want to live in America. I have no idea what I thought America is like when I was five years old. But uh, I pretty much knew when I saw one of the most influential movies in my life, which was Dirty Dancing. (laughs) And I thought, wow, that is America. And that's exactly where I want to live when I'm grown up.
1: Well, when people ask me how I got you, and I say I was a big John Wayne fan, and he always said, go west, young man. And, oh, see, yeah, you see? Yeah. Yeah. And right, we, <laughs> we, we were both influenced by the movies. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, now, can you, you know, for us laymen, can you explain um, what what is meant when you describe yourself as a as a people packager, an image consultant.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what I want you to do now is to go with me into a supermarket and to walk with me through the different aisles in the supermarket. And I want you to think about an aisle filled with uh, potato chips, packages of potato chips. Can you see them in front of your eyes? In the shelf, hundreds of packages of potato chips. There is science in behind that we make a buying decision within three seconds. So we look into a shelf in a supermarket and we immediately decide within three seconds if I'm going to buy the product or not. Most of the time we are influenced by the packaging of this product. It depends, of course, a little bit if we know the brand already or if it's a new brand that's presented there. So, and I'm not sure if you ever have noticed, but when you look on potato chips the next time when you go into a supermarket, there is something pretty amazing. Every single package of potato chips has a picture of potato chips on the front. So, no matter in which country are, no matter in which uh, or which language you speak, no matter which supermarket you go. Every single package of potato chips has a picture on it and we know immediately the outside shows us what's on the inside. And I use kind of this a story uh, for my clients and I tell them the way you are perceived has first and foremost to do with something or how you appear on the outside because your appearance on the outside says something about the product on the inside. On the other side, we all know when we open that package of potato chips that the inside doesn't really look like the outside, you know. They they kind of trick us. The potato chips are not as crispy and beautifully shaped like we see it on the picture. And it's also an instrument I use. I tell my clients I can help you to be, for example, perceived as more confident or stronger or more powerful, whatever you would like to achieve um, with your outside. And then, last but not least... If I would now ask you, usually I really have a package of potato chips with me when I'm in my trainings, and it's usually one of those yellow, salty ones. And if I would ask you, which color would this package of potato chips turn into if we are talking about spicy ones? What would you say, Malcolm? Which color would, would it be the packaging?
1: Well, I think something hot red. You know, yeah, absolutely.
2: Windy, you know? Absolutely. When I ask you, how would the healthy, organic version of it look like? Which color?
1: Oh, that's got to be the parsley or the chives, the green ones.
2: Yes, absolutely. So over the years, we have learned something. They made us learn that spicy potato chips are always in kind of a red or orange packaging. And the same is true for your appearance. Over the years... We have learned how a lawyer should look like. We have learned how somebody who works in finance, we have a certain expectation of who somebody who works in sales looks like. I always tell my clients, every single industry has a uniform. Uniforms are not only on the airport or somewhere in the hospital or in healthcare where you would expect them every single industry and every single job has some kind of uniform because over the years they made us learn how they look like. Mm.
1: Okay.
2: And that's where people packaging came from. So I don't package products in a supermarket, in a shelf. I have the much better job because I package people.
1: Okay, well, Dave, hey, we, we all understand people, we all understand potato chips. Okay, yes. okay. Um, at this point, I think we're um, at our first commercial break, and this certainly goes quick. Um, so when we come back, um, we'll start to discuss a little bit more about the, um, um, uh, your book, um, leadership, um, the, the communication that we're giving out without even understanding that we're doing it. Okay, so I'll hand you back to the station and speak to you in a moment.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Ever heard this from your sales team? The customer has not replied to my email. Individuals, corporations, or national teams in multi-level marketing stop taking chances in the inbox. Accentuate is an easy-to-use, quick-to-learn, self-marketing game changer built with your sales needs in mind. It'll help you stand out, get noticed, close deals, and more quickly build relationships. Stunning emails and newsletters built and delivered in moments. Track who opened them and then see what links were clicked or which file was downloaded. Say thanks. Send a personalized gift card right from your desk. Don't let your team rely on the same tools from the 90s that your worst competitor uses or some system that an intern built. Accentuate is your new secret weapon in the Inbox Wars. Stand out, get noticed, and be remembered. Get your emails opened first. Users love it. So do customers. It is quick to set up and no contract is required. See for yourself. Take the 30-day risk-free trial. Visit accentuate.com. Accentuate your brand and message right to the customer's inbox. A-X-E-N-T-U-A-T-E dot com. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Stand Up, Stand Out, or Stand Down. To reach Malcolm Evans or his guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to malcolm at accentuate.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. This is me, Malcolm
1: Evans, the sales accent guy. My guest today is Sylvie Digiusto, um, who has quite a unique profession. Uh, she is a people packager. Um, Sylvie has a new book out at the moment, and which we'll be talking uh, about some of the aspects, uh, the image of leadership. Um, now, before the break, we, we spoke a little bit about, uh, you know. We make decisions um, very quickly and and some of these things are they 're beyond our control it, it 's how we 're wired how we 've grown up we make judgments now in your um, in your book you, you I was reading through it, and I, I must say it was a great read um, i Because I was moving around, I put it onto my Kindle or onto my iPad. Um, I noticed one thing in your book, which I found so... (laughs) Maybe my eyes have been shut other times. But down in the left-hand corner, um, at every page, it tells me how many um, minutes I've got left of reading. So, um... I'm certainly going to tell everybody about that because I've not noticed it before. <laughs> I've been too busy in the book. So, okay. Now, you you mentioned that the magic number of... Um, you mentioned earlier uh, three seconds to make a decision on potato chips. In your book, you talk about seven seconds being of, you know, this is the magic number with people. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, when we meet each other for the very first time and for the very first time, our eyes lay on each other... What happens in the first seven seconds is that we judge each other, and it really doesn't matter if you are you or if you are old, young, female, male, um, in the body of Mother Teresa or whoever, we all do it. We all do it thousands of times every day. We judge it each other just by what we see, because the challenge is... Within first seven seconds, you really cannot perform a lot. You really cannot behave a lot. You enter a meeting room or you go to a job interview or you meet a client and you just walk in and seven seconds are quickly done. So there is science in behind, um, science that tells exactly what happens those seven seconds in our brains. And we make something I call a professional imprint. Uh, although you make 11 major decisions, and those decisions are, for example, people are judged on uh, their socioeconomic level, uh, on their, their educational level, how competent, how honest, how believable they are, if they are sophisticated, if they are successful or not. Um, even though, though there are 11 major decisions made, in the end, you imprint One word in somebody else's mind. When I think of you, there is one word coming to my mind. It might be either something positive, like powerful or successful, or it might be a negative word that you have imprinted. And this is what happens in the first seven seconds when you meet meet each other.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> so we've, we've really got to be careful you know over the years we've, we've, we've been told it's, you know, it's important how you dress and how you look and keep your, keep your hands clean and so on but um, you, the thread through your book you, you're talking very much about leadership and, mm-hmm. and um, the image and subliminal you know looking the part and, and your actions then are, are reinforcing that um you know i, I found that it so you cited a couple of, of examples of different uh, leaders and their styles and uh how after a while you know it wasn't sustained mm-hmm. um, so you know you've really got to i suppose walk the walk um or talk it and and, and exude it i think but uh, the, the, in in reading the um we, we know about about leaders. I think a lot of people would, would agree that um, there's something about, I don't know, maybe in, in the old days it used to be called charisma. You know, mm-hmm. oh, he's very charismatic and uh, uh, I like him because he does what he says and I feel comfortable around him. But um, in reading your book, you, you did a, um, a workshop with some managers or um, some top talent leaders um, that involved horses,
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.: <laughs> um, Yeah, maybe I just share that example because it, it's related to the first impressions. Uh-huh. I think it's important for each of us that we understand that a first impression is very, very important, and it's great if we make a powerful and positive first impression. But it's not enough. First of all, you make a first impression. Every single day, every single moment you meet somebody, every time you are, for example, with a client in a sales situation. And second, you have to turn this first impression into a lasting one. And even if some people are very good at making a powerful first impression, they fail in terms of their lasting impression. And that, that is where the, that example you just mentioned came into play. I had the great, great luck to work for a, a wonderful company in Europe, a big retail and tourism company. And we set up a leadership training for a small group of 20 people and what they did is, um, we brought them into, uh, to a farm with horses and their trainers actually haven't been people. We surprised them with the fact that their trainers will be horses. So we did a leadership training with horses. And what we did is we split them up in two groups. The first group came into, uh, came in and, um, they got the following instruction. There was one horse and we gave them um, a horse wipe, a horse whip. Mm -hmm. And um, we told them what we want you to do is go in there, start smacking with that horse whip until your horse starts running, usually in a circle. We want you to appear powerful, um, be aware of your body language, keep eye contact with that horse. Uh, If you speak with the horse, speak very loud and very clear and just be, you know, go in there and be strong and make that horse running. So we all tried that, we went in there, actually it really worked out, the horse started running in a circle, and they also gave us the instruction that after a few minutes, we should just let that horse whip fall to the ground. The fascinating thing afterwards was that this horse followed us everywhere. We walked away, and the horse was still following us in behind. The horse was so impressed by that first impression we made because it was such a powerful one that it just followed us. It it was a magical moment. The second group, they got another instruction. What uh, They told the second group was, go in there and build up a friendship with the horse. They didn't get any instruments. Instead, they got, for example, food to feed the horse. You know, they said, go in there, uh, build up trust, slowly pet the horse and make the horse like you. And then try it again. Uh, just walk away and see if the horse follows you. So the second group went in and did exactly what I just described. And when they tried to make the horse following them, nothing happened. Basically, nothing happened. The horse was just standing there and waiting for the next treat or whatever. We thought, wow, it it was really a very, very impressive moment for all of us because especially it was, those were all leaders who, uh, sh- we plan them to take over new teams, and the new. It's always better to go in there, you know, and, and make a first powerful impression on my new team. And I can always become kind of nicer, like the other group who started with the nice way. Uh, it's gonna be di- more difficult the other way around. Anyway, we were sitting there and we've, I was in the winner group and we felt so, so great. And we totally thought we have those horses on our side. You know, there is nothing that can stop us anymore. Yeah. In the end, we totally failed because we didn't work on our lasting impression. You know, we did that once. The horse followed us. We clapped ourselves, high five, we thought we are the superstars there, but that horse didn't care that we felt that we are superstars, that horse just didn't do anymore what we wanted it to do afterwards, so we failed in terms of making a lasting impression on that horse.
1: And, you know, growing up around horses myself... I. I you know, this is really how I've known this a long time ago. Um, but horses grow up in a in a hierarchy. They're a they're a herd animal, and you know, when you 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 tell that story in that way, it sort of makes sense how their behaviour um, goes out in the wild. They fit in, or you know, or they get kicked, or they get kicked out. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, making a sort of a. A a leap back into the human world now. I think the analogy here is from a a leader um, dealing with people, you need to understand what behavior and, and style you should be leading in. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, you know what is acceptable um, I'm not sure that in you know if we're in the army and everybody is being nice to each other and looking for treats I think discipline would you know fall away um, but then on the other hand and I, in your book you mention about uh, um, Mark Zuckerberg's organization where things are casual people don't dress up for work and uh, things are a little bit more um less regimented, it's it's not an army because you, it's a different type of people and the creative people maybe don't work well with tight boundaries and and regimes.
2: Mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Uh, well the, to, to pick up the example with Mark Zuckerberg, I think what very often happens um, nowadays is that um, I go, for example, into my corporate trainings and then I show um, employees different dress code levels and explain them in which dress code level they are in or are expected to be in and their clients are in and how wide uh, or how far they can stretch it. Uh, and um, then very often, Uh, People, of course, tell me or ask me and say, but how is it then possible if we have all those rules in America, how is it possible that somebody like Mark Zuckerberg or Mm. Steve Jobs are the usual um, examples I get, um, is so successful and runs around in flip-flops? And I tell them that's absolutely true, you know, and that's great. But as long as you didn't invent a multi-billion dollar company in your garage. There is no reason for you to wear jeans or flip-flops at work. It's a different story. It's a different brand. Um, It doesn't mean that everybody out there has to wear a suit at work. A suit is certainly a great idea if you work in finance or if you are a lawyer, but it doesn't mean that everybody out there has to wear a suit You can still be yourself. You can still stand out. You can do uh, things like Steve Jobs, but you have to make them your own. Ah, I I know they call him the cowboy of the the boardrooms. You will meet him when you read my book because um, I'm very lucky he wrote the foreword for my book, Jeffrey Hazlett. He walks in the most, most, most powerful boardrooms uh, in the world. And he's dressed in cowboy boots and a cowboy hat and a pair of jeans. So why can he do that? Because he is the cowboy of the boardroom. And it's his package. It's his entire story. You know, he talks like a uh, cowboy. He uh, is tall. He he curses like a cowboy. It's an entire packaging. It's kind of, you talked about personal branding or branding last Mm -hmm. week. It's kind of part of his brand. And then it's okay. But you have to make it part of your brand.
1: And it's it's a signature, and as you say, you know, it's almost you create a space, but when you create it, you own it, and you've you've got to work at it and, exactly. and be consistent. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I do. You know, I cannot believe that we're up again at another break. Um, either us Europeans talk quick, or we're enjoying this too much. Okay. So I'm going to hand you okay. back to the station, and we'll um, we'll do some commercial stuff, and uh, be back in uh, a couple of moments.
0: To business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Ever heard this from your sales team? The customer has not replied to my email. Individuals, corporations, or national teams in multi level marketing, stop taking chances in the inbox. Accentuate is an easy to use, quick to learn self marketing game changer built with your sales needs in mind. It'll help you stand out, get noticed, close deals, and more quickly build relationships. Stunning emails and newsletters built and delivered in moments. Track who opened them and then see what links were clicked or which file was downloaded. Say thanks. Send a personalized gift card right from your desk. Don't let your team Rely on the same tools from the 90s that your worst competitor uses, or some system that an intern built. Accentuate is your new secret weapon in the inbox wars. Stand out, get noticed, and be remembered. Get your emails opened first. Users love it, so do customers. It is quick to set up, and no contract is required. See for yourself. Take the 30-day risk-free trial. Visit accentuate.com. Accentuate your brand and message right to the customer's inbox. A-X-E-N-T-U-A-T-E dot Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. listening to stand up stand out or stand down to reach malcolm evans or his guest today please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to malcolm at accentuate.com now back to the show
1: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good anything else in the middle. Um, My name is Malcolm Evans. I'm the Sales Accent Guy. You can find me at Sales Accent Guy um, on Twitter. I'm joined today by my very good friend and guest, Sylvie D'Gusto, and we're talking about people packaging. We're talking about um, taking control of the image that you are portraying. Now, this can be external it could be internal in this next segment we're going to talk about uh, some of these things in detail we've covered why the first seven seconds in uh, in meeting somebody were the most important and if you stay with us all the way through until the end um, sylvia's got a very nice uh, um, gift to give away in the uh, in the guise of a mobile application and everybody's mobile nowadays Sylvie, are you still with us yes absolutely i'm here Fantastic. Okay. Now, um, we were talking um, a little bit about now. not everybody out uh, listening might be the, the CEO. Um, not everybody out there may be uh, running a business, but we are running the business of you. We are, we are the CEO of our own business, and this never comes um, to be more important when we're selling ourselves where we, we want a job change. And want to know we want to you know, go through and work with another company. Can we talk a little bit about that and you know what you, what you recommend on some of these things?
2: Yeah. first of all, even if you are not a CEO yet, uh, I want you to focus on what you want to be at the end of your career, because if all C- all successful CEOs have one thing in common, they have looked, behaved, and communicated like a CEO long long before they became one. Mm. Every single president of the United States has been identified as a potential president of the United States long before they ran for that office. So this is something I always tell, especially people who are in a situation looking for a new job, going into job interviews... Don't focus so much on who you are now. Focus more on who you want to be at the end of your career, and start today to represent yourself that way.
1: Okay, and I, I through your throughout your book, you have got neat, um, nice little tweet-sized um, bites that uh, the that, and you talk about this thing. You know, it, it being the ball, thinking that if you want to be the CEO, you've got to start thinking it, and you've got to start behaving like one.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah.
2: Because look, you know, looking great, looking great is wonderful. Looking like mm. a CEO is great, but it's not enough. I always tell people, looking good is not enough because your image, your image is not a result of the circumstances. Your image is what you make people believe in you and it has four elements it's your appearance and your appearance is very 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 important i call it by the way the a b c d of your professional image so it starts with the a for appearance the way you look why is it so important because it's like a filter you put in front of you it's the first thing we notice when we see you we see you with our with our eyes and i encourage people to avoid distraction that's why i call it a filter You know, avoid distraction for any price. You can stand out, as we have discussed, but avoid any negative distraction because you want people to come behind that filter and see all the other amazing things you have to offer like your skills, your experience. The second element is the B for behavior, how we behave. Of course, that's important too. So looking good is not enough. It's great, but you also have to behave in a professional way when you, for example, go into a job interview. And your behavior is based on very simple things like business etiquette. Do you shake hands? Uh, when you go into the job interview situation, do you let do you sit down first or do you let um, others sit down first so very simple things our grandmothers and mothers should have learned us mm. it 's also your body language. How do you carry yourself and your body uh, through a room? How do you sit down and then, when you are behind the behavior, comes the see you get into communication, and of course, it is important what you say. And they say that the first 12 words in every communication are the most important ones. How do you start that conversation in a job interview? Do you waste your 12 words with some kind of lazy, how are you doing? Or do you already make a very powerful first impression by the choice of your words in the first 12 words you use? And, of course, it's also... Uh, about how we say it. Our voice is a very powerful instrument, an instrument that most people under and, underestimate. How do you say things? And how do you use volume in your voice? How do you use breaks? You know, the power of a break is, is very important too. And then probably the most important one is what I added. So the ABC you are going to find everywhere where you find something or read something about image. It's nothing I came up with, you will find the A, the B, the C, but I added the D, and the D stands for digital footprint, because unfortunately, nowadays your first impression, you do not always make it one-on-one in person, you make a first impression on the internet, People have no idea right now, although they listen uh, to me probably, how I look and how, um, you know, how I present myself. But maybe they already Googled me. They found pictures about me. They found uh, my Facebook account, my Twitter account. The first impression, unfortunately, now it is happens out there. And you even have to control that zone. Because you never know when people Google your name and what they find and what they think about you and if they ever give you a chance to meet you.:
1: um, we, we, we spoke about that a little bit last week, that you know, especially in the, the digital part of it, once it's out there, you cannot take it back. <laughs> now um the the what you've just um, uh, shared with us there the ABCD um, I've actually had a, a couple of emails come in since uh, I've been here and one um, was from a, a, a chap that I know that works at, a, at an agency that provides uh, temporary or longer term employees to companies mm-hmm. and he and he says that um, you know um, often we get feedback where the the candidate just eh, didn't was was a bit shy wasn't so secure now people that have maybe been unemployed for a little while or in between jobs tend to lose a bit of this self assertiveness their confidence mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so you know he's asking me you know is there a recommendation that we could make and work on with these people, preparing them, um, you know, ahead of the, uh, uh, the interview. And um, I'm not sure if he's listening, but I'm certainly going to recommend that um, he, he gets online and he, he downloads a, a copy and he starts, you know, talking with his, his, uh, his colleagues about this. Because mm-hmm. it, it comes to words, it comes to the choice of words, um, the, uh, the intonation, how almost forceful or, uh, or, how, how well you speak because, you know, we communicate visually, but then, you know, as humans, we communicate auditorily or orally. So we, we talk to each other and this is what we're doing now. So, uh, and then presence. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. There's, there's one thing on the um, appearance, you know, it's always stuck with me. Uh, um, I, had a, I had a buddy at a, at a rugby club, and uh, he, was, uh, he was very keen on a, a particular young lady. And I did ask him, I said, how was it progressing? And he said, no, <laughs> well, when I got close to her, um, I noticed that the underside of her shoes around the heels was always dirty,
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I said, so, and he said, "Well, no, um, it's attention to detail." He said, "I, I went to a, a grammar school, and my, my mother always made sure my shoes were meticulous." And she said, "The attention's in the detail." And he said, "I'm just a little bit worried that um, you know if she's she's not looking after herself there, you know maybe she's not the right girl for me. She you know is not as uh, meticulous as about things as I've been grown up to be." And I yeah. found this I found this really interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something. It's- uh, uh, sorry, it's something we call confirmation bias. Confirmation bias works against mm-hmm. that girl right now, in the uh, unfortunately for her. Uh, What does that mean? He has identified something on her, which obviously he didn't like, and now he's looking for proof. And the same happens with you if, for example, you go into a job interview situation, and your job interviewer identifies something, might be with your clothes, where people think, oh, you know, that looks sloppy. Then they Mm. look for proof that they are right. Because our brain always wants to be right. We are looking for proof that we are right. And that's why it's so hard to change that first impression. Is it possible? Yes. But it's so much harder because we want to be right, we look for proof. I'm telling you a very simple uh, example from my private life. As you know, I'm married to a German husband. So Germans are very structured and very organized and very strict and a lot of rules here in our household. With my international background, the French and Italian, I'm kind of more... Relaxed. As long as we have wine and cheese in the house, everything is fine. (laughs) And um, I'm that kind of um, person who goes to the refrigerator, takes out a bottle of water, drinks, puts it back, and doesn't put on the cap as appropriate as a German husband would expect you to put it on. Basically, I leave it open. Yeah. Believe it or not, he finds everything in our household, everything that I leave open. But he never sees the things that I close, and I actually close some things. So what has that to do with your image and your interview? People look for proof. If they identify once something they don't like about in the uh, the interview, they want to be right. They're looking for proof, and they don't see the other great things you have to offer.
1: And it it even such things in communication. You, if your spelling isn't correct, or you know, too many gaps in uh, in between words, or wherever, those things stand out. And in, in Britain, we would say then people make a judgment and they are throwing the whole thing out. They throw the baby out <laughs> with the bathwater. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now one thing one thing that I want to say about that uh, young man and the lady with the shoes. Um, I I knew him much better than her, and I think she was the one that was lucky. She got away. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I just want to. <laughs> (laughs) okay all right so okay now um obviously you know these things you 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 mentioned that in in one uh, situation where when we again i I can't believe we're going up to a break how in in the book you mentioned that how um a a lady was um excluded from a, a senior position as a ceo's executive assistant um because of the attention that she didn't pay to her fingernails.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I spent uh, most of my career in uh, human resources related areas and um, I had once... The task to find the new executive assistant for our CEO, a very international and a very important role. And in my opinion, I delivered the perfect candidate. She had just everything he was asking for. And in the end, they uh, declined um, or they didn't take her. And I talked to uh, my boss, and he gave me a lot of reasons why he didn't um, agree to give her that position. And Somehow on on the side note, he mentioned her fingernails. And, of course, he did it in a way that he wanted to make me believe it was not important for him. But I thought if it was not important to to him, he wouldn't have um, mentioned it. Mm -hmm. And, in fact, she had very unkept, very long, super long fingernails and was just not pleasant to look at. I agree with that. And I, for myself, found it kind of superficial to make that decision, not only based on that, but made it Obviously, it was part um, of their decision, but then I went back and thought, wait, he's the CEO, and so he/she she's going to be around him. Basically, most of the day, she will be the most important person in his life, and what is she doing? She brings in some contracts um, he has to sign, and probably she will point out exactly on the line where to sign with her fingernails she's shaking his hands all day long she will hand over materials she will show him something on his computer screen probably he's going and all his guests are going to see those fingernails thousands of times at day so very small details become very important and your image it's A story you tell, and that story has has thousands of pages. It's not on your clothing, it's your grooming, it's your makeup. It's the way you smell, and it goes even beyond that. It goes, how does your office desk look like? How does your car look like? Where do you go on vacation? Who are you... um, connected to on social media what do they comment on your social media posts for example so your image is not only about you unfortunately it's kind of micromanagement you also have to take control about everything that surrounds you
1: mm. and i think that um, everything if it's if it's in your control you should control it you have you have the opportunity, and um, you know. Um, I'm going to make a, an executive decision here today, um, Sylvie. Um, yes. We should be coming up to a break now. Um, we're going to ignore the break, and we're going to carry on through. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> I, I like, it, you
1: know. <laughs> okay. Do us. Just let's do it. <laughs> let's. Hey, come on. We made the decision. Let's go yep. for it. Now, um, in in today's sort of environment, whether it be, you know, it's the competitive environment for, um, I'm going for a job, there are subtle things. Um, if everybody is looking and doing the same things, you know, where should we say to put the most focus? Um, you know, is it, you know, How could we prioritize any of these four things when they're all, you know, as important as each other?
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if I work with people who, for example, are in a job interview situation looking for a job, the first thing I would ask you as my client is, what is the one word, and I only allow you one word, you want to be known for? So, Malcolm, tell me, what is the one word you want to be known for, the one word that should come to my mind when I think of Malcolm? Fun. Fun. Okay.
1: Yeah. Now, the, then, reason I, the reason I choose that is because I believe that in business, people must be allowed to have a little bit of fun. Mm-hmm. And when you're in sales and business, if the numbers are right, the fun follows. It's a very dark, gloomy world in business when the numbers yes. are not right, and people enjoy doing business with with upbeat people. They mm-hmm. they don't want to be gloomy all day. Sorry, I went on. I was only a little. No, no, no. That, that's
2: good. And um, it's a, it's a great keyword, and a, a really good image consultant could now help you to um, uh, appear, behave, communicate more in the direction of fun but so now here is the but what I do next with my clients is I take them out on the street and I ask random people who walk by to write on little post-its what's the first word the first word that comes to your mind When you see Malcolm, so you are not allowed to talk, you are not uh, allowed to somehow influence that situation. It's just me and the random people who walk by. And I collect those post-its. So people who don't know you, who don't know your performance, who don't know your history kind of have to judge you. I really ask random people on the street. And it's amazing to see that very often the way you want to be perceived has nothing to do with people actually perceive you. And I help you to fill that gap. Mm. And then we fill up this gap and another one because there is a third role. You want to be paid by somebody. So in the end, you cannot ignore the keyword of your company. And you, if the keyword, for example, if you would work um, somewhere as a lawyer or somewhere in, a, in the finance area or apply for a job there, then I would say, Malcolm, it's great that you want to be known for fun and we are going to achieve that we we are going to do that but we also have to take into consideration that you want to work for this or that bank and their keyword is probably trust and Mm. fun and trust Ooh. That's a big, you know, that's a big gap we have to fill here. And I can show you instruments how you can be perceived as trustworthy, but still put that little element of fun in there. And might it only be that, yes, we put you in a suit because that's just something they expect you to wear within that industry because it's the uniform there but we are looking for really fun accessories you know we work with ties or with bow ties or with handkerchiefs whatever we are going to to find to make you appear a little bit more fun and stand out for the right reasons
1: yeah and um you know you you Put it into that perspective, and uh, and I say I'm I'm just like everybody listening. I'm learning as I go with this. I'm a small businessman. I'm I'm I've come out of the corporate world. I've hung my uh, my suit up, my tie up for the most part. And uh, and a little secret, which I don't think anyone is going to hear now, Sylvie. I'm wearing cowboy boots and jeans at the moment. Okay, <laughs> and I feel comfortable. But, yes, um, you should. And it should. It's about choice, and I th- I believe that uh, coming back to um, you know the the words you choose, how you say them, and how you know how you want to communicate them, you've got to look to what you want to be. You know, if you are that fun person, do you really just want to go work in a bank because they pay a little bit better when you may be, you may be conforming a little bit too much? And it's, it's not your play into your strengths and maybe you are better going to work at Zuckerberg's organization that uh, dresses down a little bit. So, okay. All right. Um, I think we're, we're running up, uh, and time is, is still running away from us. Before we, we go, I, I want to uh, just ask you a couple of things. Now, um, we've got the, got the book out, and it's great. I'd recommend people go to Amazon. Um, I've even put a, um, a recommended list up onto my website now on the, on the radio show at uh, salesaccent.com. Um, they can find the book out on Amazon, and your website, could you share the address? Yes, please. Um, please stop by at wwwexecutive
2: image-consulting.com this is my website where you find more about my service offers might it be either one-on-one consultations which I do with uh, professionals with executives and uh, a few politicians I work with or might it be my uh, corporate training and speaking area where I come into companies and help companies to bring awareness about the power of first impressions to their um, employees Um, I also invite everybody to follow me on social media I'm pretty active on uh, Twitter. You can find me uh, there or connect with me on LinkedIn, on Google plus, plus or on Facebook. but um last but not least, I, I wanted to offer that if you want me to if you want to carry me around in your handbag or in your pocket, there is a mobile app out there. you can download it uh, for Android as well as for all Apple devices, and you have a mobile image consultant in your pocket then.
1: Oh, okay. So, do I need a big bag, or do I? You know, it'll fit. Well, it. No, so, it, will need... fit. it will <laughs> fit, and and it's for free. Oh, great! That's everything. It's 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 mobile. It's free. We Okay, it's now
2: have
1: in your pocket. Um, you are going to make that available. Thank you very much. I think that's going to be really useful. Um, if listeners would like to text to three one three one three one. And the word accent, a c c e n t. In about 20 minutes, that will be available. And um, I'd just like to thank Sylvie. Really, um, I. I Can't believe this hour has uh, skipped by so quickly. Um, Thank you very much for spending the time and and being with us. And everyone that's listening, um, I will be back here next week. In between now and then, you will have downloaded or gone and bought Sylvie's book and uh, started to put some polish onto your own uh, image and go get that big job that you want. All right. uh, Check me out on uh, www.salesaccent.com. And as I've said, for uh, anyone young that's listening, you know you don't need to put www. That's just us (laughs) old people. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to hand you back to the uh, the station. Sylvie, uh, we'd love to have you back at some time, and um, we look forward to seeing you on the Internet.
0: Thanks for listening this week. Join us again for another edition of Stand Up, Stand Out, or Stand Down with Malcolm Evans, the Sales Accent Guy. We'll be back next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll see you again next week.